0: Hi everyone, welcome to Just Barrett, a podcast where we dive into conversations to spark social change. My name is Jolene. My name is Marianne.
1: And my name is Wei Ting.
0: So, today we have two very
1: lovely staffs, Steph Ang and Steph Gunn. And we'll be talking about the topic on body image, which is something that I believe many of us can relate to. They'll be sharing on how they were like when they were crying, when eating ice cream. We'll talk about body neutrality, body affirmations, acknowledging these negative thoughts and different body types in the media. Listen on for very, very cute analogies like Dancing in the Rain, Being a Tree and Inviting golem to Tea. Yes, it's a golem that you're thinking about.
0: All right, let us welcome our guest two steps we have <laughs> steph poopy and steph, Gun, steph small palm um, <laughs> hello hello girls so uh thank hey. you thank you for joining us in our in our Woo. podcast and making Sorry. time to come and share your thoughts with us uh, why not steph poopy you, go ahead and introduce yourself first
2: Hello, I'm Steph Poopy, otherwise known as Steph Moon. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, and it is very important to, um, <laughs> to to share why um I'm currently Steph Poopy because <laughs> um, there are two steps and um, it's great to have it's great to have two steps on the same podcast because it enhances the power. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I am currently a student um, in clinical psychology. I'm an aspiring clinical psychologist. Um, and I really am very interested in the topic areas of body image and eating disorders in cross-cultural settings. Um, so that's what my work really focuses on currently. Um, I'm also really interested in youth mental health, which led me to create um, an initiative an initiative called Body Banter. Um, and that's an initiative that aims to provide accessible and empowering opportunities for young people to engage in open conversations about body image and mental health. Um, so, yeah, that's a brief
3: introduction.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yay. Steph Small Palm, it's your turn. Hello. Um, yeah, my name is Steph
3: Gunn. I'm also known as aka Steph Small Palm. Uh, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> mainly because I have really small hands. Um, and I don't know when I first met waiting, or maybe the second time. Uh, she noticed that I mean she's got very sweet small hands, but my hands are even smaller. So my name is Steph, Small Palm.
1: <laughs> she's <laughs> currently saying hi right now, and she's waving her very small palm. I, so cute. I know. I have many <laughs>
3: people uh, find it very funny that my hands are so small.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, so I am. I'm, cu- I'm from England originally, but I'm currently living in Singapore. And I founded my graphic design company, Lead by Design, earlier this year. And yeah, I'm, as Steph is, I'm also very interested in, you know, the topics of body image, um, how, you know, you perceive yourself and how other people perceive you. And um, especially with being in the industry I'm in, I'm, you know, I'm very interested in how people use many programs to change the way they look, to give that um, impression that they really are like that. And, you know, especially from, like I said, the industry that I'm in, it's, you know, it's people don't realise that people use such programmes to really change how they look and then it gives that really bad, you know, impression to other people and, you know, as my, I myself have been influenced by that when I was younger. So, yeah, so I'm very interested in that and, um, yeah, looking to discuss and explore it more in the next half hour or so.
0: Perfect. Okay, so the reason why two steps are gathered together, besides just the reason of amplifying the power of steps, it's also mm. a very interesting situation. Where I remember Steph Poofy, you you posted something along the lines of uh, eating ice cream in the past versus mm. eating ice cream now. And in the past, when you ate ice cream, sometimes you would cry because mm. you know it might, the guilt of eating ice cream. And and so I saw that post and then it, it stuck with me because I resonate with it quite a bit. And then we went for a walk with Steph Small Palm and waiting. And in one of the traffic <laughs> lights, Steph Small Palm was we were talking about issues and topics and things that we we are passionate with in. Mm. And she mentioned about eating ice cream and crying in the past. And so I was, mm. this is not a coincidence where two <laughs> amazing Stephs had the same, almost the same experience. So that was why, you know, I was telling waiting we should get them together and to really raise some conversations around the idea of body image, the different definitions about body image. So maybe Steph, Pupi, you could um, start us off with like your journey with being aware of body image and what it means.
2: Yeah, so my journey started with a very personal experience. And I think typically that's where a lot of passion comes from i would say um that my own experiences with body image and eating disorder in my early teens like i would say it wasn't easy but it was very formative so um it helped me get through a lot of um, difficult moments in my in my teenage years where i was struggling with a lot of pieces of my identity so even though it wasn't an easy path i would say it's interesting to think about eating disorder as a way to cope with things that are hard. And it certainly helped me um, learn about myself. So I, be- I became much more aware of my internal landscape and a lot more aware of, I guess, like just learning about other people and their internal landscape. So much more empathic towards those things. And and so that's where my own journey started with my own experiences. And then that led me along the path of um, just kind of exploring that in my um, academic journey towards understanding a- the greater, I guess the greater reasons and. the the ways that body image is shaped in other people's lives um, and especially in um, the lives of Chinese women yeah and then I uh, with regards to the going back to the um, the ice cream conversation Mm -hmm. (laughs) essentially that was really me coming to terms with the difference between I guess agency and accountability Mm -hmm. so agency in the sense that I realized that every decision that I make about my body and about what I choose to do with it how I choose to act is completely up to me and I guess just that bite of ice cream was what reminded me of the fact that I get to choose and I'm eating this because I want to and because I choose to not because I um, for a very long time, you know, in Chinese culture um, and I'm sure in some other collectivistic cultures that it's easy to think that you're eating something for someone else's sake. Um, And that it's for someone else that you're impressing someone else or that you're, you know, it's their love for you. And so you can't let that down. And that was the moment that I reckoned with that. So I hope that answers the question.
0: Yeah. Would you think that was that after the ice cream moment when you were crying, did you think that was a big point, like a pivotal point where you start to realize something is not right?
2: Hmm. in the sense that um, in my own life, we're kind of not right with the way that society perhaps has taught us to view our bodies. Is is that kind of not right? With- yeah, I
0: think mm. in when you realize that maybe um you want to learn more about you know what's going on with your body and why did you have to cry when you ate ice cream mm, for
2: sure i think there was a i always was a kid that really loved food and so when i decided to diet for the first time that was i guess it was applauded because it was that's what society thinks a mm-hmm. you know a, a decent or growing woman should do and um you know should is in <laughs> is in big quotation marks but yeah i think um, the first moment that I started to make that connection between food and morality when I was growing up. And that's why I, I kind of felt like such a dissonance when I was eating ice cream and crying because I was like, I I love this. This is mm. this is everything I like. I love food. I love this taste. And yet this makes me feel so badly about myself and I don't understand why and that took me a lot of like self-digging and you know just trying to unpack what that meant like why am I so sad and why should I be sad like what is wrong with my conception and why can't I reconcile these two things so,
0: yeah. wow do you feel the same Steph small pump
3: yeah so I think you know when I had my issue in you know I mean I was going back nearly half my life ago now I think I was about 16 or 17 and Uh, Yeah, the poignant point point was, yeah, I remember my mum just being like, what is wrong with you? You know, because I remember at that time, and I can't even remember where it stemmed from. Like, I can't. There was never a time when, you know, I had friends who, were, you know, bad to me and parents never said anything. I think I literally think everything that I became obsessed with to some extent was from the media, from magazines, from things Mm. I was seeing on TV, from kind of everything, how you're meant to look, you know, everything, you know, media's portraying this perfect person. I was—I just suddenly became fixated on this image, and I just remember just eating lots and lots of fruit and vegetables. And I, you know, I'm sure I had meat and other things. I mean, it was so long ago, but yeah, I was just eating so many fruits, like so many fruits and vegetables. And then, yeah, I remember being on holiday with my family and eating this ice cream, and and my—I just was crying afterwards because I felt so much guilt. And my mom, I think, was got to the point where she was she was just exasperated by it all because she just couldn't understand where it had come from, why I was yeah. beating myself up for something such, you know, something so trivial, like not trivial, but something so small. You know, I ate something so small, but it had such a big impact on how I felt about myself. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I was very fortunate that at that time I was close to going to university. And then luckily everything changed because I, Nobody knew who I was. I didn't have to kind of impress anyone. You know, I could totally mm. be myself. So, And then I kind of went to the other, not the other extreme as such, but, you know, I started to kind of come out. I was eating a lot more of, I guess, what I should have been. I wasn't so fixated on yeah, I should be eating just this and nothing else because I was having fun and I was meeting new people. And I also met my partner at the time at university. And I think that naturally I just became... Just, yeah, just, it just, it did help. But I, you know, I I, I don't want to think of how I would have been if I, if it had been an earlier part of stage in my life. So if I had four or five years to go until university, I'm not saying university was, you know, you have to go to university and it fixes everything at all, like it wasn't the case. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah, and, you know, yeah, I remember my mum taking me to the doctor. This is obviously at the time knew New Jersey, the ice cream. And I think he put me on... You no know, medication for like antidepressants and things but I, mean, I don't think that was an issue I think it was very much like you know oh, here's this will fix this will help you kind of thing and that wasn't the case so but yeah but um, I'm very fortunate that you know everything turned out fine but it's I'm very and even now literally I'm 33 now but I still I still feel impacted from things like the media and like I said you know I'm in the industry I should know that everything I see out there is fake but it's it's such a warped vision that the media, films, you know, movies and magazines, everything, pressure that they put on young women, women of our age and older, you know, it's something that really should be stopped because mm. it's, it's very damaging. And
0: Yeah. No, thanks for, thanks for sharing. And I, I mean, I can resonate with that a lot. So when you said you only ate fruits and vegetables, that's pretty much what I ate too. So I I was um, really obsessed with eating healthy and I, I I learned about a new term from Steph Poopy orthorexia and I've been sharing that a lot because <laughs> I wish I knew I wish I knew you know it could be it could be better understood like why mm-hmm. am I so obsessed about labeling good food bad food I got to eat only this amount of food and this food only and if I eat something bad aka something along the lines of ice cream then it means that I did something bad and it makes mm. me feel horrible. I wish I knew, you know. That's why I'm I'm really thankful that Steph Hoopy are doing body banters. So you wanna tell us a bit more about that? Um you started in Hong Kong in the US? Yeah. So, with regards
2: to body banter and how it grew, <laughs> and I, as an, it actually came out of a dream. I am not wow. <laughs> I was dreaming, and I was like, I wish I could talk about this more. And I, I think in my dream, I dreamed that I stood up on a stage, and I just like, you know, word, word, vomited my <laughs> my story essentially. <laughs> and I kind of woke up from that dream feeling like I wanted to share. Uh, my story mm. a little bit more openly. Mm. Um, and so Body Banter really honestly started out as um, just a platform for people to to speak. Um, and just I invited people to share their stories. It was like a rolling blog, if you can imagine, um, just of people sharing their stories in different formats, like videos and blog posts and stuff. Um, but then afterwards, I um, when I went to university, I realized that the reason why it wasn't taking off as much as I I wished it could was because there was no in-person interaction and there was no um, kind of real conversation going on there so people were just posting without um, having like an interaction and so when we started the first um, discussion chapter in person that was when it really did take off because people were really having kind of um, I I believe that conversations are how we create a, a language around things just like when we were talking and we were saying oh orthorexia is a term that you can use to describe a certain set of behaviors and just hearing what other people um, describe how people describe your experiences can really help you clarify what you're experiencing mm. and so um, yeah and um, so that was how um, the kind of Body Banter and the other initi- other projects under the greater initiative started to develop. It was really just, um, you know, the ambassadors who are under the Body Banter program right now, my awesome team, um, kind of come up with these great ideas together mm. and try to pitch a project out and create resources on our platform, um, videos and, um, discussion modules and stuff. So it's, I believe in conversation with my whole heart. Um, that's the healing power of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to be here, in short. Yay, yay. <laughs> how
0: is the how is the difference in culture, in your opinion, like when you were growing up in Hong Kong and you faced body image challenges here versus when you were studying in New York? Um, how was that different or same?
2: Hmm. I would say the main difference that I noticed was that people are a lot more <laughs> unfiltered, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and when they discuss how your body has changed throughout the—I mean—in the time that they have not seen you for—is so this I in, in
0: Asia, Asia or, or in the US? in Asia? And I—I
2: uh, I know that um, Steph Smallpalm. We also talked about this <laughs> yeah. um, the last time when we were chatting, and um, I really want to hear um, your thoughts about that too, because I'm sure you—you mm-hmm. you can, um, can attest to the differences in the way that people talk about body image and comment on, on things yeah. and how much more are there is, <laughs> yeah.
3: Mm. But. Yeah, well, yeah, I definitely agree with you with Asia because, um, yeah, no, I've had it before, not for me personally, but I've, you know, being in Asia for quite a while, I've noticed people say, if you know, I've had a friend who's put on weight or, you know, a family member or whoever it is, they'll be like straight away, they'll be like, oh, you put on weight. It's like, <laughs> but in England, I think, the, you know, we're very, we're too polite. So we would never dream of saying, yeah. you know, I mean, you obviously, it's, you have people who are still blunt, don't get me wrong, like not everyone's super, super polite, you know, I'm, I'm too polite, I think, own <laughs> <But>, um <laughs> So yeah, there's still people, you know, are quite blunt, and they'll just say to your face how it is. But we would I'd never dream of saying, and even if I were to say something, I would never say it in that way. Because it's Mm. you just don't. The thing is, I think a lot of people. It's that kind of um, think before you speak. You don't know what someone's been through, and that's Mm -hmm. the thing I found hard. And like I say, it's not me personally. I've not had these you know things said to me in different countries, Mm. but it's just um, yeah. I think it's it kind of it blows my mind sometimes when people can be so brash about it but they you know not, especially if it's someone that you don't really know and they're making that comment it just for me anyway it comes across very rude and I just you know I just think yeah but you know I've lived in Australia as well and then there's a whole other culture there and especially where I was living I was living near Bondi Beach in Sydney so that's a very health focused you know everyone's mm. beautiful you know everyone's very good looking so it's but it's also a very health conscious um, like society but in a good way I think you know, very, people are very much encouraged to get out and exercise and eat well yeah. Um it's a very healthy kind of lifestyle but I I was always very relaxed living there I never felt I guess I always felt the pressure to like look nice not so not necessarily with my weight as such but I guess you just make more effort in general you know you yeah. don't go out in your pajamas at all <laughs> 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 everyone's in the active wear everyone's, you know, dressed up to the lines. But um I I took on a more healthy attitude when I was living there. Um but it was mm. a it was a it was a healthy, healthy, if that makes sense. It wasn't an unhealthy mm. kind of healthy. I still enjoyed myself. I still ate what I wanted to, when I wanted to. Yeah. But I was also very conscious about, you know, just eating well when I when I could and then at the weekends, you know, enjoying yourself. And I like, yeah, I even, you know, try to do that now. Um, I think that's the thing, like life's too short, I find, especially, you know, mm. I don't, I know, I know I'm not exactly old, but I think the last few years, especially just flown by, I think when you realize how short life is, mm. you can't put such a, you just really got to kind of just love yourself for who you are. Like your body's going to change over time, and that's the thing. Mm. And I struggle with it now, whether it's my, you know, the wrinkles I see on my face or, you know, parts of my body that, doesn't seem to bounce back as well as it used to, but it's so important, I guess, to, to really have a positive approach to who you are and love yourself because everyone around you loves you for whatever reason. You know, there's so many people that love each and every one of us for one reason or another, so we can't, the way that we look, no one should ever make a, like, create an impression of you based on how you look, like your weight especially, yeah. Yeah. especially when you've got so much to give as a person, whatever that might be it's just a case of really just breaking through those barriers and it's hard you know I still battle with it like I say even now I don't know yeah what you think Steph poofy like um <laughs> for sure yeah you can like reiterate kind of what I'm saying in the sense of just being really yeah just kind of loving yourself a lot more have a lot more kind of be kind to yourself as well so um yeah
1: for sure yeah 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 I mean on, on that point of um Body shaming, right? I find it like in the Singapore context, like you know, like the adults will go, like Hey, fat lady, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I remember I went for a gathering once, and then like the first question that my brother was asked was, Hey, how many kilos are you?
0: Mm. And like, I'm
1: like, hmm? mm. like where did that come from? You know, it's not like, How have you been? And then, like, mm. if you talk about not just like personal relationships, right? You're talking about, for example, joseph schooling, right? There mm. was once he went for a qualifier, and then I think he got Called out like, and people are like, hey, you know he has gained weight, and I'm like, yeah. this guy is the fastest swimmer in the world right now, and then you're fat shaming him. Mm. Like even mm. though he has so much to offer, people people just cannot like, mm. like. people just determine his value with that, and people start asking like, can you win a gold medal like with this body? And it's not really about like how you look, right? Like it's really like not about creating an impression of you based on how you look. I I really like agree with that so much. Like Steph, mm. guys. <laughs> Coming I like, <laughs> with her name is a bit awkward, but yeah Yeah. So so on that note, Steph Poopy or Steph can would you like to share a bit more on like what do you think is a healthy way of like treating your body image? Yeah. Um
2: uh, go ahead Steph.
1: Go ahead
3: Steph. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think well for me personally, like I say it's still very much a journey even now like i'm still very i have to exercise still and that's not necessarily Mm. regarding my body i mean it is i i do kind of get a bit anxious if i don't exercise but it's also for my mental health as much as it is for my physical health um so i find that i have to incorporate that in my life you know especially even if i'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed or worried i find that exercise in general really helps me and like i said like for me, for my health, to, to like kind of maintain a healthy image and I just yeah like exercise, as I say, and then just kind of really, I don't know, it's just a case of being, I don't know, I guess everything I eat nowadays, nowadays I eat in moderation and I never cut anything out. Like, mm. You know, I won't go every day and eat like a tub of lard, but I also <laughs> won't go every day and eat 15 carrots. You know, it's literally just mm. having a bit of everything I enjoy And then, yeah, come the weekend, you know, especially if I go out for birthdays or just go out for meals with friends, like, I'll just have whatever I want. Yeah. Um, Because I'm not, like I say, I don't want to kind of preach about anything that's too short, but I don't want to look back and think, oh, if only I kind of just enjoyed myself a bit more, you know. Mm -hmm. And then come Monday after a week, and I'm more than happy to get back on the treadmill and eat well and look after myself because... um, yeah not only for my physical health but also like i say for my mental health because i, I do find that what i eat does affect how i feel you know mm. it's and there's, there's no science behind it it's true it's you know it's very much like you know what you eat does you know empower your mind and things like that so um yeah so i mean like i say, it's always a journey and i still have days now where i'm just you know very kind of you know very bad to myself i think you know i still have days when i'm angry with myself if i've eaten this or you know um and it, it doesn't it's one of those things that over time it, i think it'll just get easier and easier like i said i think it'll always be there but i think it's a case of i think the thing for me is just acknowledging it acknowledging mm-hmm. that when i feel bad and then not dwelling on it but saying okay it's fine because tomorrow i'll you know go to the gym or tomorrow i won't have a tub of lard you know it's like you know it's it's everything in moderation but not like i say not trying not to battle with myself if i have you know if i've you know had a bad day or if i've needed to eat something like it really you know it's just a case of being kind to myself like i said um, yeah no i've got that control yeah
0: i think that's really really good and i like when you mentioned you know we we still face our little monsters now even Mm. now even when We are so much more aware and uh, we understand things more. But I think one thing I also learned from the body vendor community is that (laughs) there are different ways to look at body um, image. It can be body positivity. It can be body neutrality. And it's good that we love to, uh, it's good to inculcate something like a habit to love our bodies. Um, mm. But there are just some days when your hormones are out of whack or it's just that particular <laughs> day. Yeah. You cannot love your bodies; You just don't, you know. And then yeah. what? That you just don't love the person you see in the mirror. So when I saw the, the term body neutrality and also coupled with... When we talked about Jamila Jamil from The Good yes. Place, oh, and she created the eye movement on Instagram. Yes. Mm. I love that so much because they mm. post pictures of women Uh, or men anyone and they put um descriptions like she's a amazing friend you know she Mm lives weights she's a lawyer she's very kind she helps out at the shelter so they do descriptions that are beyond just your physical appearance Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah, you know steph poopy what what are your thoughts on this and how are your your community looking at like body positivity and body neutrality and yourself
2: yeah i there are so many things there that I resonate with (laughs) and I love everything that's just been said Um, but I think something that's really that has really helped me in these past couple of years just conceptualize what a healthy relationship with my body is and that um, I think a lot of my team members and just people I've spoken to have resonated with it too Um, and this goes back to that body acceptance um, body positivity body neutrality um, kind of categorization or attitude, ways that you can approach Mm -hmm. your body. And I think, um, body positivity is accessible to the point where, um, you, when on those days where you're like, I am ready to celebrate my body, you know, those, there are days like that and they are radiant and beautiful and vibrant and just wonderful days. But as Jolyn was saying, like not every single day is like that. And we have to accommodate those. Like we we can't just expect that, you know, the sun is going to shine every day. (laughs) Um, There are times to dance in the rain, right? And so I think um, an important, another one of my team members taught me this actually and it was Courtney Liu uh, and she is a dancer and um and also one of my friends um and also team members she's also my roommate in the past and she (laughs) um (laughs) she's great um and she's very in touch with nature and she taught me a lesson about how to I guess conceptualize and um We'll contextualize ourselves in a bigger scope, um, just to see ourselves as part of the bigger world. Um, and when we are in touch with nature, um, essentially, she taught me was you really realize that nature fluctuates all the time. You know, the seasons change, um, waves crash, um, all these things, um, and we don't judge that. We always see mm-hmm. that as part of the changing seasons. We think it's beautiful that the, um, the, you know the leaves change color. Um, but when our bodies change, we are quick to criticize and um, it's it's hard to it's interesting to think about why we do that um, and why we have such a critical eye towards ourselves when when it's our bodies that we're talking about um, so that was very helpful for me to remember um, and every time I have a moment where I'm like why is my body different from you know I see a an old picture of mine or a yeah. picture of someone on the screen and I and I'm like well you know why is it that i can't accept that i'm a, maybe i'm a different tree <laughs> that's a crypto. Yeah. Yeah. like i am a i'm a different tree there's never going to be anyone quite like me and that's i tree and i think the
3: thing, i think the thing that i've always found as well is that you know you can be so negative about yourself mm-hmm. um but there can be so many things about yourself that other people are envious of you know mm-hmm. like so i can look at someone and say oh i really wish i had Um, brown hair or curly hair, or I wish I was taller, I wish I was um, you know, had bigger hips or but then the people who have got bigger hips and who are taller are like, Oh, I really wish I had little hips, like you Mm. and you were shorter and I had wavy hair, you know. It's and you know, I'm very much a kind of good at talking to my friends and kind of encouraging them. But also, Mm. why can't I do the same for myself? And I think you know. And sometimes I kind of look at myself and go, "Steph, you're such a hypocrite," you know, because I can give such good advice to other people, but I just can't take it on myself. But um, yeah. I think that's really important to remember because it's you know, like you say, so many times you'll, you'll see friends and you'll be like, "Oh, I love your dress," or "Oh, your hair looks nice," oh, you done your makeup really well, or "I like your heels." But why can't you do the same to yourself? So like, you know, you know, there are, like you say, there are days when you think like, "Yeah, I've got this." You know, you might look in the mirror and think, "Oh, wow," you know, I. scrub up all right you know i look right (laughs) but like you said there's other days we look in the mirror and i just don't like what i see but there's so many things like like it's one of those things and i've had other friends say to me you know not about me essentially personally but like about themselves like doing like positive (laughs) affirmations and like looking in the mirror and say i love myself and looking in the mirror and say i've got this i'm strong i can do this i'm confident i'm you know i'm amazing you know whatever it is that you need to hear um And I, for one, I'm not very good at getting into those habits. And it's, I, every day, nearly, I'm kind of like, okay, I've got to get into that habit, you know. And it, you know, again, you should put pressure on yourself to start, you know. Tomorrow is going to change; everything's going to change. But I guess it's a case of really introducing these small things over time that then mm-hmm. shift your mindset ever so slightly to make that will also make such a big difference, I guess, to how you perceive yourself. Because if, like I said earlier, if your friends are commenting. On oh wow you know and again it's, it doesn't even about your appearance it can be about your personality or like, oh you've got such a good sense of humour oh you're, you're so clever or you know whatever it might be you should really embrace those positive parts that people are telling you because they're not saying it they're not lying mm. you know and then you're not asking for those compliments so you should really take it on board and appreciate whatever it is that people are yeah and I, you know I'm very interested in the kind of you know you you attract. If, I can't. I can't think what it is now. But you know, you very much kind of attract. If you're a good person, and you're a positive person. You attract that positivity back. Yeah. So um, yes, you really need to kind of embrace that.
0: So um, yeah, I love it. All right, thank you, girls. You've been sharing such amazing insights. We are coming to a landing, um, and I'm really interested to know what has you know what are some things that have helped you or not helped you in this journey of body image. Um maybe steph small palm, you wanna you wanna share based on your experience also in the media industry with social media
3: um yes, absolutely, so I mean like i say i I still struggle with it now, and I think wherever we are in the world and whoever we are, we do see these images every single day, you know so many platforms, and you you can't help but see them mm-hmm. you know you scroll one second down and you're seeing some kind of image, whether it's a friend of yours or whether it's. You know, an influencer or a celebrity, there's going to be something you see. And I think the biggest takeaway is just, oh, it, as hard as it is, just ignore it. Ignore all of it because mo- most of it, like 99% of it, isn't real. There's so many apps and programs out there where you can literally yeah. manipulate how you look. So whether it's removing all the blemishes off your face or squeezing yeah. in your hips or taking off cellulite or you know trimming your shoulders like whatever it might be there's so many apps out there that literally change it and i've seen it and sometimes sometimes when you do see the you know the um, contrast between the actual photo and the the kind of you know the manipulated photo as it were it's laughable because mm-hmm. they literally you don't look the same person but if you're not seeing them side by side you're oblivious so you're naturally you do believe what you see um so my biggest takeaway is just as much as you can just Don't, just love yourself, embrace who you are. And we've all got flaws, no one's perfect, you know? And more often than not, someone's gonna, everyone's gotta hang up about something. Um, Mm. And so it doesn't have to be a physical thing. It could be anything, anything about their personality or they don't like their accent or whatever it might be, like, you know, it could be absolutely anything. And I think it's just a case of, you know, if you, you are having those down days, um i think like i said earlier you really what you do just acknowledge it you know i think that's an important thing to acknowledge that you're feeling like that but also try not to dwell on it like sometimes if i'm feeling bad or if i'm anxious or worried about something i'll just kind of tell myself to stop Mm -hmm. and so you know we're so blessed to be living in such a lovely country where the weather's great so if you (laughs) have a sunny day like go and like go for a walk or go to the gym or you know Whatever it might be that you need to do, go and lie down and meditate for five minutes. Just kind of take that time out to really try to change how you're feeling. And I'm not saying it's going to be an instant winner. You know, know, it's more often than not I still come back and I feel kind of the same. But, you know, sometimes I I find it does really help just really switching off and being like, no, stop it. You can't be like this. You can't go through life hating yourself because the last thing I'd ever want is to be ninety years old and look back and think, God damn it! Like, why? <laughs> you know, looking at photos of myself and thinking, why? Why was I ever so mean to myself? Mm, you know, yeah. Um, and I think it's one thing I've always seen is that you would never say to your friend, you would never mm. say, "Oh, you've got." you know you're ugly you're fat you're this you're that you never went so why ever say it to yourself and i think that's a really important thing to remember as well you know you never said to someone
0: else You never ever said to yourself either, yeah so. wow that's cool I, I think there's a little you when you mentioned about all the apps that can you know manipulate how you look i remember mm-hmm. again jamina jamil i remember her interview where mm-hmm. in the good place they did all her makeup and everything and she has a bit of like stretch marks in her along like a privilege. Mm-hmm. And she refused to let them cover it up. She's like, This is mm-hmm. me. And I, I would let you do the makeup, you know, that's fine. But like I don't wanna I don't wanna cover up my cleavage stretch marks. Mm-hmm. It's fine on my boobs. Just mm-hmm. let it be. And when I heard that interview and I watched one of the episodes, I'm like, I love it. I actually mm-hmm. did see that it's it's just she's very proud of, you know, letting letting it show and it's good for us. Because and it yeah. is well represented, right? They're not like picture perfect people.
3: And this is the thing like, it just baffles me how in today's society there still is such a stigma for mm. different body images.
0: Like, mm. how
3: dare people dictate how we should look? Yeah. And mm. people, know, I mean, it's a money maker at the end of the day, you know, mm. that everyone's doing this because they're like, oh, you know, you should buy this makeup and you should look like this and look like this. And, you know, you see people on the catwalk still and they're it's just ridiculous Um, and it just makes me angry because I'm like, how dare you dictate to us how we should look. Mm. And um, yeah, yeah, I just, I I mean, I really praise every company and everyone out there who's bringing all types of body image into the spotlight Mm. because I think we should really embrace that and celebrate it because um, yeah, it, it just makes me angry. Like I say, when you see such, you know, the, you know how people should look but yeah it's it's so unobtainable and it's not healthy so um it's uh, like i say it's dangerous and i really want to embrace every single kind of body image going forward
0: amazing so yeah keep that anger i love it and how, <laughs> <laughs> how about Steph be what makes you excited and angry and everything
2: <laughs> well um i would say the the biggest takeaway that i've had in my journey is um My commit, my current um, kind of the way that I view it is to be committed to being curious, and that's Mm. all I. I, That's my main reminder. Um, When I'm feeling like I'm spiraling, I really don't have time or brain space to think about any any kind of coping mechanism. To be honest, Mm. and I need to have something that's like quick and easy. And the first thing that I think about is commitment to curiosity. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, I always. Um, channel my inner scientist, <laughs> essentially, and I start to ask some questions about what I'm experiencing. So um, I think of whatever I'm experiencing as somewhat of a, an external like monster mm. of sorts. I separate that part of myself and I hold it at arm's length, <laughs> just stare at it. Um, it kind of looks like Gollum. Um, oh, and uh, <laughs> that's, how, that's how I envision it. I hold Gollum at arm's length. Exactly. I hold Gollum at arm's length and I invite um, Gollum for tea. Um, I talk to Gollum and I ask what what, what is this, what is happening right now? What's going on? And um, like, how can I, how can I, um, you know, how can we have a calm and um, a candid conversation? And just by separating myself from what I'm experiencing, I'm able to cope with it in a, I have more time and brain space to cope with it. So essentially before I get too caught up, (laughs) <laughs> in whatever Gollum's yeah. trying to say, and become Gollum, <laughs> um I essentially just I just step away and you can you can think of it as channeling um you know your curiosity. you can think of it as zooming out, whatever works for you, whatever um, and don't get too caught up in perfection um regardless of what it is like perfection in chasing perfection in recovery is just as dangerous um, as chasing recovery chasing perfection in uh, whatever attitudes or eating habits you have before. So, um, because when you, when you say, Oh, I must, um, you know, be able to eat XXX, you know, in terms of, of this, this food that I used to fear, like I must be able to do this by this date, you are still setting yourself arbitrary, um, kind of standards. So, and both are equally as dangerous. So I think it's Mm -hmm. it's just as Steph was saying, you know, it's important to have a lot of compassion, leeway um, for yourself, regardless of what it is. Um, Every kind of standard, you know.
0: (laughs) I love it. Okay, we we have come to the end. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. There's so much love going around.
2: It's so beautiful. I wish everyone had their hearts Uh, (laughs) It's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank
3: you for having us.
0: We hope you come back.
3: Oh, we will, yeah.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us in this podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Cute Analogies. If you want to find out more about the community Seth Pupi was talking about, you can check out bodybenters.com or on IG at bodybenters. You can also leave us your thoughts and comments on our social media at justberry.com If you know friends who might benefit from this podcast, please feel free to share this with them as well. So thank you very much once again and hope to see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.